0: He kōna e i tēnei nā te Reo irirangi o Aotearoa.
1: Welcome to Episode 4, Season 2 of Not Your Average Cricket Show, where we're heading traditional cricket commentary for six.
2: I'm Zoe George. And I'm Justin Gregory. We're following all the action from the ICC Men's Cricket World Cup in England, bringing you analysis, cricket puns, local legends, cricket-related current affairs and guest hosts every Monday morning during the tournament.
1: You can join the conversation on the RNZ Vox Pops app or email us cricket at rnz.co.nz. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public or at RNZ rnz.co.nz/slash-series, And of course, you can listen to us on the RNZ
2: app. On today's show, we wanted to talk about New Zealand's first big game of the tournament against India, but rain got in the way of everyone's plans, as it has quite a bit this last week. We crossed to We and O'Brien in the UK to talk rainy days and adjusted run chases, amongst a few other things. And we
1: visit a local legend in the Wadarapa.
2: Today's co-hosts are RNZ's Ravinda Hunia, who's off to the UK to cover the final games of the Cricket World Cup. She'll join us a bit later on. And Super Cricket fan, Sonia Gray from Lotto. Sonia, welcome. Welcome back, in fact.
3: Yes, well, it's, I'm delighted to be back. <laughs> Kia ora. In, the, in the middle of the uh,
2: World Cup. Isn't it great? Well, I think it's great. Do you guys think it's great?
3: I do. I do. I know a, a few people are a little underwhelmed and it is a long tournament, but when else do we get to have a game of uh, international cricket every single night? Mm. Mm, this is true. I don't know. I'm not feeling the love so much for this
1: tournament. The, the first time we did Not Your Average Cricket show was last year for the women's uh, ICC T20, and it was so much fun. It was full on, it was fast paced. I don't know, I'm just kind of not feeling the love this time round. Is
2: it just the overnight thing? I know we were talking Mm. about this before, weren't we, that it's hard to stay up and watch an entire game and get the sense of how it ebbs and flows. Sonia, have you managed to watch any games in there Um, entirely?
3: No, I haven't, but I am feeling very tired because I've watched bits of all the games, and I sort of wake up at night and turn it on and see what's (laughs) happening, and of course it was uh, India-Pakistan last night, Mm. so I did watch most of that, and I'm almost dead sitting here with them in the front of the microphone but gosh it was it was good just seeing those two teams play each other the, that atmosphere is the intensity mm, there's nuts. always
1: that rivalry that goes on and then the crowd that comes with it it's just exciting
2: so is it just the overnight thing that it's very very hard to watch an entire game or there are other reasons that you're not very satisfied with this tournament
1: for me, I think it's because we haven't had an opportunity yet to play any of the big teams. We were meant to play India last week. Rain got in the way. And so for me, it was kind of like, oh, that was the game that I was looking forward to the most, which meant that we would be able to then benchmark ourselves because India have been playing so well. The game against Bangladesh a few weeks ago, though, that we played, oh, that was there was a few sort of heart-in-the-mouth <laughs> yeah. moments. Uh, and that was exciting in itself. But I'm kind of, again, a little underwhelmed by the fact that the Black Caps haven't been able to play not their fault, obviously. It's it's the weather. Um, so I'm interested to see how they go this week when they play South Africa and the West Indies.
3: Now, Zoe, I know that the rain has bugged you, but yeah. I think <laughs> it's it it was it saved us. I mean, really, look how good India are. Mm-hmm. If we'd played them, I, I can't see how we would have won in the form that they're in at the moment. And yet, we've taken a, a point away from that game that didn't happen. Um, Let's just say the rain saved us.
4: Well, we beat
2: them in the warm-up game, and we did that not comfortably but fairly comprehensively. We're slightly ahead of them in the points table. We're on seven, but our net run rate is higher than India. I mean, I've I've been yelling for India the whole way through. I can't see any team that's going to to beat them if they make all the way through to the finals. But I reckon it's going to be a cracking game between New Zealand and India if we ever actually get there.
1: Hopefully, it's not in the knockout
2: uh, stage. Yeah,
1: yeah, is that going to be in the semi-finals? I mean, at the moment, we've got Australia's leading the top of the table. Then we've got New Zealand, India, and who's the other one? England. England.
3: Who's going to? England. That's my top four. four Yeah, England looking amazing. I really thought West Indies was the the dark horse of this competition. Mm. I mean, they were great in the warm-up games, and they've just sort of petered away to insignificance. It's really Mm, sort of sad sad to to see. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Um, However, good for us if we're looking at. We're playing the long game here, (laughs) excuse the pun, and um, they were threatening that fourth spot and I just think now we're pretty safe there, hopefully. We need to perhaps win one more game.
2: I'm just reaching around for some wood here somewhere. Hang on. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry,
3: I'm ahead of myself.
2: There's no wood to touch here. The uh, the, the black caps are out of the Cricket World Cup. Thank you, Sonia Gray. Yeah. That's yeah. right.
3: I've got wood here. We're fine. Okay. <laughs> My surprise
4: has
2: been Bangladesh. I thought Bangladesh yeah. would steal a few games, and I thought they were possibly a contender for the top four. It doesn't look like it now. They're at number eight in the yeah, standings. Yeah, isn't
3: that interesting? Because mm. they've got these great individual players, and yet they somehow can't just get it. You know, they look great against us at, at, in parts, and then yeah, they've just been unlucky. Hmm. Mm.
1: Well, let's talk about rain a bit more. <laughs> our favourite topic for the show today, the weather. And as always, let's cross to our correspondent on the ground in the UK, former Black Cat pace bowler Ian O'Brien. Come on, Ian. Rain of this time of year? Surely not.
4: It didn't bother me today. I managed to pick up a little second place in a square tango with my son. There you go. <laughs> That's how our ex-fast bowlers work. All the rhythm, still. <laughs> Nice. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Cricket, my bad. Um, yeah, imagine rain. Imagine rain early summer in the UK. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Unimaginable. What did you used to do on a rainy day?
4: A bit of sleeping. Um, I was about to say I'd sit on my phone and, and look at stuff, but no, we didn't do that because we weren't allowed our phones. Um, early days we were. Um, I was just a bit of a drifter, a sifter, go and eat some muffins, have some coffee, make some toasties. Um, yeah, there wasn't much to do. Um, some, there are a lot better change rooms, uh, these days too as well, so there is a little bit more or more to do indoor schools, um, indoor cricket centres, you know, the, uh, especially at say Old Trafford, there's a pretty handy, um, indoor uh, facility there to, to go and hit some balls or go and practice ducking bounces or something.
3: Ian, when did the phone ban come in for players?
4: Oh, gee whiz, um, that would have, I think internationally. That may have been a, um, may have been from the start when I was playing, but uh, domestically, uh, I, started, I don't even know if domestically uh, we um, had to turn our phones off at all. Uh, certainly internationally, I'm pretty sure it, well, we weren't allowed phones uh, from the work. go. May have snuck a couple through the... Through the <laughs> <and so. laughs> and just to be explicit <laughs> so, about it, what's
2: the reason why? What's the reason for the phone ban?
4: Uh, the phone ban we, 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 it was basically uh, ICC corruption, um, you know, able to read messages in and out of the ground and, and i guess if you were that way inclined uh you could influence a um influence a game or influence a, a period of the game uh if you knew what uh, your friend on the outside was uh, was betting on whether it be weather conditions or whatever else um yeah uh, that that's a long time ago um that's not even a thing you basically get on the bus uh, or get off the bus as you're getting off the bus at the ground Phone go a uh phones go in a uh, like a briefcase, and that's oh, it. You that's don't see them again until um, until there's uh, the end of the day's play. Uh, the manager yep. has their phone on, or someone has their phone on if there is an emergency, and uh, sort of partners and um, and everyone else has has that number. Um, so there is a is way of getting through if you like. But um, but yeah, it's, it was pretty boring, for you not having to hand your phone in because that is a source <laughs> of entertainment, whether it be a little handheld game, um, so yeah, you know, Angry know, Birds or come. something. Yeah, like your Wi-Fi and your Bluetooth, all those things had to be turned off if you were playing a little um, handheld um, gaming machine, a PSP or a, whatever they are. Um, so yeah, there were some, some strict rules. It made sense.
1: Uh, in the early days, uh, we were talking to Otago scorer Malcolm Jones a couple of weeks ago and he was at a rain-delayed game uh, at Lord's and he said that he used to play YuCA with the New Zealand team. Were there any favourite card games for the Black Caps when you were there, Ian?
4: Uh, black caps. Oh, we played a couple of games. I can hardly remember. Um oh we played a couple of variations of of games. I, I really I played a little bit of card games on tourists to to us to if we came here to the UK because there's a lot of bus trips up and down and across the country. So bus trips do lend themselves to uh to card games. And I think actually when we were over here playing with the with the New Zealand team we didn't uh we didn't get bothered by a lot of rain. Wouldn't have minded a bit more rain on that uh, on that test. Uh, <laughs> <something. No. laughs>
2: Speaking of team buses, the Sri Lankan team, they're not happy about their team bus. They're not happy about the quality of their hotels. They're not happy about the state of the pitches. They're not a happy team. Do you think they've got a point?
4: Look, I haven't. I actually haven't seen uh, a lot out of that. I don't think they had a particularly good team if we just want to look at cricketing uh, stuff. I don't think they had a particularly good team coming into the competition. I don't, certainly don't think they had a particularly good uh, record coming into the competition. I don't think they have a particularly structured and continuous structure of board um, and coaching staff before they come into the competition. So I think there's a lot of um, things, uh, a lot of weeds, they could uh, a lot of bits in their garden, they could maybe tidy up uh, them first. And it does tend to happen when things aren't going your way that other things can become excuses. Um, I've been in teams uh, where that's where that's happened before. Um I would always tend to look a little bit closer to home. Um first buses have been pretty good here. Um if they're staying in similar hotels that um I stayed in going back a wee while I don't think they should have too much to uh, to worry about. I I'm not sure. Um but yeah. in terms of their own team, in terms of their own performances, yeah I'm not sure there is much to much they can um much they can be disappointed about.
3: Yeah,
1: they uh, they said yesterday that they didn't like their hotel because it didn't have a swimming pool. Uh, and then after their recent game on the weekend, they didn't actually show up to the press conference. So uh, the ICC will be talking to the Sri Lankan team.
4: Ah, uh, India India didn't turn up to one of the press conferences. Ah, sorry, my bad. That was in a uh, in a warm up game, which I still thought was a bit um, a bit pedantic. The Indians didn't turn up there, but yeah, during the competition, yeah. Uh, you do have to.
3: You have uh, to face the press, no matter what, right? Owen oh. oh, oh, Morgan turned up and he couldn't even sit down.
4: Yeah, you got <laughs> to face the press, but it's not about that. You just have to fulfil your fulfil your rights, uh, fulfil your um, requirements uh, during an ICC tournament. So, yeah, I mean, you can deflect and nudge, nudge I- whichever way you want to, but um, look, Sri Lanka didn't turn up in the best of best of places. So, um, first one to be having a bit of a moan. And, uh, I don't
2: know. Um, there, there is a, there's a pattern in terms of things that don't do well and, 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 and moaning. <laughs> this is one of the I, obvious I parts of that, that. pattern. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tim Southey's fit and he's keen to play. And despite Anna Peterson a couple of weeks ago calling him old, um, oh. he's, <laughs> he's all of 28, but it just seems like he's been around for a long time, which he
4: has. He's all of the same age as Kane, the same age as his <laughs> Bolt.
2: <same age> <laughs> she did Corey. backtrack rather hastily.
4: Eight-year-olds <laughs> yeah. are eight years I didn't Could, even get a crack until I was twenty-eight. So cheers, Anna.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can you see Tim making his way past Matt Henry into the starting eleven this coming week?
4: I think that's his route um, to the team. Um, it wouldn't. <laughs> it would be tough on Matt Henry, um, well, but he's I, been but playing I also, well. I think it would be tough on me I think he's had a pretty good warm uh, game. So I think he, I think he played pretty well in the in, in the, um, the game, the two games that New Zealand have played. I don't think that the quality of opposition has been has been superb so whether that has been done deliberately just to hold Saudi back just to keep him fresher for longer i would i would see that possibly being part of the plan is Saudi part of the the the, the first 11 at the start of the tournament? i thought i think so um so hold him back and and play him when you can it also means you have a, a pretty fresh and rearing to go and and with success in your back pocket matt henry just um just hovering around so there's a, there's a fair bit of pressure on the other quicks that do play, uh, as Henry is the one to drop out. But look, I like Salvi. I think he's fantastic. Yes, he is old. He's 28. He's experienced. He's been here, done that, done everything that, 28 you can do, that a 28-year-old can do. He is. Um, I, I, I always enjoyed him, um, especially uh, with. We've heard Trent Bolt say a couple of uh, a couple of games ago. These balls are swinging uh, a little bit longer. They have a slightly different. Um, I think he said polish. I think the word he was looking for was lacquer. They have a different um, lacquer on the outside, so they are swinging uh, a little bit more and a little bit uh, longer. So I think that also suits um, having Tim Southie into, uh, into the starting eleven.
3: Is there not space for Southie and Henry, potentially?
4: Yeah, and then you've got to draw a leave-out Ferguson. and I see, I Oh, know,
3: no, you couldn't uh, do that. <laughs> you
4: know, <I> think that's <laughs> mm, it's tough. tough. You've got to possibly leave out Bolt. You're not doing that.
3: And no. then you've got to
4: leave out someone like Nishim or de that leaves them really light at that number eight, uh, seven and eight position. It has to be, it really has to be by default, um, either leave out Munro and put Southie into open and open the bowling. And I'm being kind of slightly sarcastically serious on that. If you are looking to get Southie into the team, I wouldn't do that. Open
3: the batting. Um, did you say?
4: Well, well. If you are looking for someone where he, somewhere where he could slip in, I wouldn't. Yeah, want that. wow. But you could no. I, I, I'm being really, really <laughs> out left field on that one. Well, no, it's happened I before.
2: Just, Many years ago, you, Martin Sniden opened the batting for New if Zealand. You
4: keep, if you wanted to keep Henry in the eleven, and then you got to, you want to play the Bolts, the the Ferguson's, the Nishams, uh, and the De Gronholmes, the only spot then is Munro, and that is unfair on Munro. But that is the only spot that you could um, you could uh, drop him in for. So, therefore, he does open, which he won't, which it won't happen. So, therefore, Henry is the only option for Sally mm, to come yep. in. That's a long and it's long way, but I think that's, um, that covers off all angles. There you go.
1: Wow. Interesting I'll time. I'll pay for
4: this one, I think, can't I? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Put money down for
1: that one.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Definitely.
4: Double of double. Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Put your phone away. Put your phone away. Um Ian, we're 22 games into this tournament. We're having a bit of a discussion before we came on here about whether we are enjoying the tournament uh, terribly overmuch. I am. The other two, not so much. How about you? Has it been a good tournament so far?
4: Yeah, I think it has. Uh, I think it's, all, it's quite similar to the um, tournament that was held in New Zealand. I think early doors, there was a lot of blowout games. Um, and I think we, uh, we, we're seeing very, very similar. With teams are going, going hard, batting first and scoring a lot and teams are chasing and not getting anywhere close. Uh, I think there's a pattern um, that happened um, back in, um, crikey, what was that, 2015, 2014, Mm. whatever that was back in uh, New Zealand and Australia. So seeing a a similar pattern, a similar match-up um, to that, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing as we head a little bit later in the tournament as the pitches change a little bit. Okay, Maybe not necessarily now with some... Uh, with this week of weather, but I think it's um, I think we'll see the, the games get a little bit closer, or they'll stay as blowouts. There won't be sort of medium level games, and I think I spoke about it last week. There'll either be massive blowouts or they'll be crazy close, uh, a bit like today's game.
1: There was Ian O'Brien on the ground for us in the UK. The name Bracewell is synonymous with cricket in this country. Current cricket fans will be aware of black hat Doug Bracewell, but he's not the only one contributing to the sport. There's John and Brendan, both former Test cricketers, and Mark and the other Doug, both prominent in coaching. Doug Bracewell, the older one that is, is a stalwart of Wairarapa cricket. He was awarded the Jack Newman Award at the New Zealand Cricket Awards in March. Over the past 40 years, Doug has been a leading member of the Wairarapa Junior Cricket Board, the Wairarapa Cricket Board and club committees. Not only has he directly influenced junior cricket through his work, he's also been a mentor within the Wairarapa for other junior coaches. I caught up with him recently and started by asking him how often he gets confused with his nephew Doug
5: every now and then I might get sort of things on Facebook and say, I think that would have gone to Dougie because they, so there would be confusion there from time to time.
1: <laughs> What's yeah. been your best memory? I mean, you've been heavily involved uh, in Wairarapa Junior Cricket, the cricket board, club committees. You've been a stalwart in seedy cricket. Oh, it sounds tiring, but also amazing at the same time.
5: Well, probably one of the highlights was... Um, Playing-wise for CD was when we played Australia, and that was definitely a highlight for me. And then probably from a coaching point of view was um, coaching the uh, Central District Hines, and they won a championship. They won both the 2020 and the 50-over, so that was a great moment.
1: Tell me about coaching junior cricket. How does that differ from coaching adults? Well,
5: junior cricket, you've... um, the key thing there is um making sure that they love the game, so you're always looking at uh, how can I make it practices exciting cricket is a is a game where it's a confidence game if you if you get out early you can be um, you can get down and I think it's one of the key things for me as a coach is uh, or particularly now that I coach now is I'm more into the coaching coaches as well so I want to see, you know, so if I'm coaching young people, uh, particularly secondary schools and that, I will stand back and let them make the decisions on the field. I won't get involved because I think it's important they make decisions for themselves and that helps them grow in the game. So it's, um, and I think the other key point is I think that at the end of a season, if you can get them away on a tournament or take them away on a trip, they will always remember that because it's always about, not just about them playing this year, but playing the following year too. So it's continuity and them and them wanting to continue to play the game because they love it. Why do you end up coaching You coach? Because you've had other coaches. And all my coaches, you know, and I remember what they did for me and I came up in an era of, where they were volunteers. And so you learn as a volunteer to that the rewards may not be monetary, but they're intrinsic rewards and might be a kid saying thank you or them getting a 100 or seeing them make a rep team. That's the rewards you get from coaching.
1: That's Wounded Up upper crickets, Doug Bracewell. <sighs> Speaking of
3: Bracewell, Sonia, you have John Bracewell's signature, don't you? I do, actually. The one advantage of moving house is you get all these old relics that, that come up that have been boxed away and... Um, from 1987, I have a, a scrap piece of paper with some of the um, Australian team signatures: David Boone, etc. Mm. And um, most of the, the were they the Black Caps then in 87? Mm, I don't not, think so. No, I think it not was quite.
2: a 90s thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. young guns,
3: the Black. Yeah. So, what was
2: this an ODI a Test match? Where, um, where was it? N- no, I
3: was at the airport oh. and um, going to. I was a runner, so I was going to the the kids nationals in 1987 and. Um, with the Wellington team, and there were the, the two, uh, t- you know, Australia and New Zealand there at the airport with us, so excited. And I was a really shy kid, but um, I got the, the courage to take my piece of paper and get them to sign it. Now, um, the only uh, Richard Hadley's signature is in blue, and I couldn't work out why that was, but a friend who was with me at the time reminded me that he actually refused to sign
2: for us. Really? Yeah. Or is that someone else pretending to be?
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice guess, Justin. No. it was, The mother of one of the people on the team went up to him, marched up to him and said, how dare you? These are, you know, 1112 12-year-old girls who want your signature, who have watched all your games, um, and just forced him. But So he's, he got a, a different pen and went round and signed, but he wasn't happy about it. They had I, – I looked back and on Google, and they had just lost a game at the Basin the uh. day before. But they won the Test series that year. Alan Border was very unhappy, so mm. they were, you know, generally good spirits. Yes, and Border was
2: Bracewell's bunny that summer. It was beautiful to watch. And I remember <laughs> yeah. that very, very clearly. Yeah.
3: What's your
1: treasured uh, signature, Justin?
2: Oh, I didn't get signatures. I was way too cool for that.
1: Really? Come on. <laughs> it's like a possibly rite Possibly just too
2: shy. <laughs> oh. I remember very clearly being at um, Lancaster Park in and Christchurch and, and having Joel Garner and Viv Richards and Malcolm Marshall walk past me and being... Way too scared to ask them for a signature, because I mean, there are two of them. Well, one of them in particular was an enormous man, and he just physically scared the pants off me. I think it was about fifteen or something at the time. Mm. But also, this was Viv Richards and Joel <laughs> yeah. Garner and Malcolm Marshall. Why not? And I couldn't say a word to them. What could? What? How could we possibly communicate? But I did have a very long conversation with a. I might have told the story last season. I can't remember. I did also at Lancaster Park a year or two earlier have a long conversation with a very nice, skinny, big-nosed, um, bald Australian bloke. And after he said, oh, "Okay." See later. He walked off and the security guard walked up to me and said, oh, the greatest there's ever been. And I went, mean, what do you mean? He said, that was Dennis Lilly. Yeah, You're kidding. No, I had a long conversation with Dennis Lilly without recognising him. Well, that's him. probably
3: good that you didn't <laughs> recognise him. Otherwise you would have just been... Well, I, I, I was
2: supposedly a, a you know a full card carrying cricket nut at the time, and I didn't recognise the greatest fast bowler of all time, except for Richard Hadley. How
3: old would he have been at that point? I'd uh,
2: be in his forties, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> not not one of my
3: so an old moments. man, yeah. <laughs> as far as you were concerned. So no,
2: I, I have no signatures. I did once upon a time at a game in Timaru, ask Richard Hadley for a signature, and he told me to go away too. So you're, oh, not, you're not the only you're one. Not, yeah. I think this might have been his I pattern. Pa- yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: and you know what? They, they they work hard, and they must have been asked for. Signatures all over the show, Mm. and but it's only ten seconds out
1: of their day, and it actually makes the fans' day. And um, one uh, not that long ago, I got to interview Daniel Carter, and we were doing the interview, and people kept stopping to ask for his autograph. And I said to him, "Does that bother you?" And he said, "No, not at all, because it makes." their day you know and Also, 10 seconds
3: there's going to be a point when they won't ask for it anymore when, exactly. when a young kid won't recognize it's dan carter yeah and i will be like <laughs> that was one of the great all blacks exactly. <laughs> you just spoke to for 15 minutes exactly may there never
2: come a time when people don't recognize richard hadley oh
3: yeah <laughs> yeah may there never wonder, come a time when i wonder happens. now because it's all about the selfies isn't it there's not some yeah i wonder if the stars prefer selfies or well it's the autographs. new signature it's the yeah. new signature right getting yeah. a selfie Because I showed my kids this, um, you know, my my two girls hate cricket. It's devastating to me. They're 10 years old and they're just like, no, not more cricket. Somehow you've failed as a parent. I have. Mm, I don't know what I did wrong. Because I loved cricket at the age of 10. Anyway, I showed them this when I found it, unpacking. Look at all these great signatures. And they were like, mum, why didn't you just get selfies? Oh bless! You've just got this crappy piece of paper with these, you know, signatures on it. Selfies would have been much better. Oh!
1: All right, let's move on. Ravinda Hunia is our RNZ Juno, and she's off to the ICC Cricket World Cup very soon. Kia ora, Ravinda, Kilda. Uh, so, anyone in the press box, you're planning on getting to know any idols or heroes or mentors while you're going to be floating around in the UK?
0: Uh, to to be honest, I'm just hoping to get in there and hoping that everybody's really friendly. I'm coming in quite late in the piece, so I'm hoping that I just get a, a nice welcome from everyone and, and find a good seat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what games are you going to go to, Ravinda?
0: Uh, well, the first game I go to, I go to the last, um, what would you say, pool matches. Hmm. So the first one is at Lords New Zealand <gasps> versus Australia. Oh, and then wow. I yeah, and then I get to travel north to Durham for uh, New Zealand playing England.
1: That press box at Lords is magnificent, and actually, there's a bit of a hierarchy on where you've got to sit. So I think you might be allocated to the back, unfortunately, Rivendra. I Rubinda.
0: have been told this, and I've also been told that I really need to, uh, you know, think about my what I'm going to wear there. Yes. It's quite a strict dress um code so.
1: very yeah. very i went a couple of years ago and had to wear like full blazer and heels yeah. and the whole nine oh, heels at a cricket game i mean come on yeah. but the whole nine yards it was great fun though because you're at lords right
0: right yeah it's, it's going to be absolutely amazing i think i'm quite the envy of the sports team at the moment yeah oh, I, I, and, the and a few others outside yeah. of the sports mm. team too yeah. yeah
2: so what's your daily work routine going to look like what do you what do you have to deliver while you're over
0: there well, at the moment, uh, I'll be obviously going to training sessions beforehand, um, uh, predominantly with the Black Caps, obviously, and then I'll be in the box watching the game out and then probably just stalking them to the, uh post-match uh, press conferences, but mainly just on tour with the crew at, at this stage. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, and just see how they go uh, before the matches, after the matches, and then reporting back to base.
3: Are there any other are there many other New Zealand journos there? Do you know
0: I think there are at the moment uh there's from what I've seen anyway they've got Newtub's got um a journo over there at the moment t v and Z have a journo based over there um so too do the herald um I'm not quite sure uh, how many have traveled as such i'm th- I'm thinking only NewsHub hub have traveled over there as far as I know um but they have pretty heavy um New Zealand representation over there at the moment.
2: Do you think you all might hang out together and help each other out, Kiwis in a foreign country, that sort of thing?
0: Oh, I hope so. That would be nice. I'm travelling over there all by myself. So it would be nice to um, to be able to um, link up with the Kiwi Juno contingent over there. Um, I have worked with Simon Hampton before at New Sub, so that's that's a tick. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see why not. I've heard this is actually my first time travelling overseas for work, um, and be it uh, on the other side of the of the world. So I'm I'm hoping to to be able to you know get a great connection with those on tour. I'm sure it'll be fine.
2: And this is not the only World Cup you're going to on this trip.
0: No, I'm so very, very lucky and very, very fortunate that RNZ are um, sending me over to you know Cricket World Cup games and so too to the Netball World Cup in Liverpool. So from uh, Durham, I travel over to Liverpool for uh, two weeks and I sit out for the Netball World Cup over there as well.
3: Fantastic. Does that follow straight from the, um, the the Cricket World Cup, from the final of the Cricket World Cup? Is it sort of there's finished a, there's that? There's a bit and,
0: of a crossover. Right. Yeah, there's a bit of a crossover be, yeah. there.
3: Yeah, so the Netball
0: World Cup um, pretty much starts after the regular matches have finished with the Cricket World Cup, and the crossover begins once the semi-finals start with Cricket World Cup. So that'll get a bit interesting there depending on where the black caps are yeah, tracking yeah. along by that point yeah <laughs> there could be some more travel involved I'm not too sure yet
1: mm. fingers crossed that uh, the black caps do make it and that the uh, silver fans don't have to play on the same day that the black caps play right oh,
0: 100% 100%
1: <laughs> uh, coming up this week we've got New Zealand South Africa and West Indies uh, New Zealand what are your picks for this week Ravinda
0: Oh, well, with the Black Caps, you know, they've had a bit of a break now um, since their game with India got uh, washed out. So they had their few days off with family and friends, according to, to Coach Gary. And um, they've, you know, gone in full force with planning for South Africa. They've had a bit more time to be able to do that. Um, I think New Zealand are pretty much well, you know, comfortable within the tournament right now. South Africa are coming off um, their first win. So hopefully that works in the Black Caps' favor. So I'm I'm backing uh, backing the Black Caps, sorry.
2: I think the most interesting game of this coming week will be the West Indies versus Bangladesh fairly mm. early on. Mm.
3: Yeah.
2: Two teams, I have no idea which way that'll go. I'd probably back Bangladesh, but I'm, I'm, I'm as, as, we've, oh, I as the we Wendy's. know, I'm always wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that and also Pakistan versus South Africa towards the end of the week. Those are the two where I don't know where it's going to go. There's not really a great deal in the game, but they could be really spirited and interesting.
3: Mm. I think South Africa is, I, I can't see them winning again. I just think that the camp don't look happy. Um, and I think we'll beat them comfortably. Mm. I hope. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs>
2: Again, wood, wood, no, we're out. Oh, sorry,
3: <laughs> I keep making these predictions, don't I? And oh,
2: It's the name of the game. I'm lucky, Literally. I'm lucky. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well,
1: Ravinda, thanks so much for joining us. Hope it goes well, and uh, we'll cross to you when you are over on the ground in the UK. we
0: Will do, exciting.
1: RNZ's Ravinda Hunia, I think I'm very jealous. Oh. I think you <laughs> oh. are too,
2: Justin, aren't you? <laughs> Well, and I think Sonia
1: is I'm you know. very jealous. I
3: had, no, like, the double, Cricket World Cup and the
2: netball. I know, yeah. my two favourite sports. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, I, I, you know, I've been on tour with cricket teams, but not as a journalist, as a comms um, manager and as a team manager. So being a journalist would be an entirely different experience.
2: I've been I, on tour with cricket teams, but it was the Roncalli College first 11. Right. <laughs> versus the Hillmorton High first 11. So, yeah, a little bit jealous, not entirely able to relate.
3: But I can actually, the press boxes are quite... Intimidating, mm. and you know, Lords would be. I, I feel her sort of uh anxiety around stepping in there because, yeah, yeah, it was. I would be willing to feel that fear though. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no, be okay fear to f- step, my, step up and put myself feel in feel the fear situation. and do it anyway, eh? yeah, 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 yeah. Own yeah, it, yeah. step
1: it in. It was, uh, wear this, the tie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this year I was in the press box at uh, the Westpac Stadium for the double headers, White Ferns, Black Caps, so when in India are here, and I was the only woman. And it was great. Really? Yeah, I loved it. It was very fascinating. Um, and it, I'm interested to see more women get in the press box. And, yeah, I'm not intimidated at all. Own it, I reckon. Yeah. Oh,
3: well, that's, that's great. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I just don't have – I've only been in a press box once, and I mm. didn't really know what to do. <laughs> and No one really talked to me because everyone's, you know, head down, working away. Yeah. Um, but what a buzz. What yeah. a what a great trip that'll oh, be. Yeah, it'll I be reckon. fantastic.
2: And that's it for another episode of Not Your Average Cricket Show. Thanks again to Ian O'Brien, Ravinda Hoonier, Doug Bracewell, not that one, the other one, and Sonny Gray. Thank you once again for coming back oh, for another go. It's an
3: absolute delight. What a, what a joy just to sit and talk about cricket. I know. We've got the I best
2: know. job, I reckon.
1: One of the you best do. jobs. You
3: do.
2: Yeah.
1: Not Your Average Cricket Show was produced and presented by me, Zoe George, and Justin Gregory. The engineer is William Saunders. The executive producer is Tim Watkin.
2: And you can subscribe to every episode of Not Your Average Cricket Show podcast at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public or at rnz.co.nz forward slash series. And while you're on Apple please rate us by clicking on ratings and review and then clicking on the stars. It's dead easy, it's really important because this way more people get to hear about us.
1: And if you want to share your picks or have a suggestion for a local legend, email us at cricket at rnz.co.nz. Catch you later.